Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. And speaking of ripoffs, coming up in a little while in today's Clark Radius moment, there's a scam that had been attacking people booking vacations on VRBO and Home Away that now has migrated to Airbnb as well. I want to warn you how the scam works and how you could end up with no vacation and no money. And later, the number of robocalls, scam calls that people are getting has skyrocketed into the billions collectively. And I want to talk about ways you can fight back. And this is something that is a turbo annoyance for people. And I want to see if I can be of service to you. And I want to tell you that I have been touched by the response that I have received on social media in connection with the marriage of my oldest child, my daughter, who got married last Friday. And the warm wishes are greatly appreciated. All the kind words, all the jokes, too, were all appreciated. And we also received hundreds of questions from people on various social media outlets wanting to know how a daughter of Clark Howard gets married. Because, let's face it, as cheap guy... There's a lot of uh, a lot of assumption that my daughter would not have a nice wedding, and <laughs> my reputation precedes me. But I want to tell you how I handled this, and how she and her now husband handled planning a wedding, because weddings can get out of hand. But they, as a couple, they're late 20s, and their real goal is to buy a home. And I also didn't want to be in the thing where I would get the, Dad, we need to do this. Dad, we need to do that kind of thing. And instead, I gave them a flat amount of money that I just gave them and said, go plan whatever wedding you want. If you spend less than the amount of money I've given you, you'll have the money for a down payment on your house. If you spend more, anything more, if that's what's important to you to blow it out with your wedding, the more will come out of your pocket as a couple. And they really seem to appreciate that when I said that when I met with them after they got engaged. And they went about planning their wedding, looking for every possible way to put on a nice event, but at the same time, make it an affordable event. And so there were a number of things they did. They looked at a lot of venues, and they found one that was an event space in a park, in a public park. And so they had... Fortunately, they had great weather. They got married outside with the beautiful backdrop of this magnificent park. They got married 
on a cheaper day. The event space charges by day of the week. And so weddings are super surcharged on Saturdays, all day Saturday into Saturday night, and then again Sunday afternoon and evening. So they got married on Friday, which was a much cheaper day. I have a nephew who uh, he and his wife got married on a Monday because at the venue they got married at in California, it was much, much, much cheaper to get married on a Monday than any other day of the week because who've you ever heard of getting married on Monday, right? And my daughter did so many things to save. She bought a dress, a wedding dress off the rack that was an affordable dress. If she really wanted to save money, I know you'd say she would have rented a dress or used a hand-me-down dress, but she chose to spend some of the money that I had given the two of them to buy a dress off the rack. And she also, for her bridesmaids, instead of having a standard bridesmaid dress that people would have to buy that they'd never wear again, she just said, this is the color theme for your dresses. Here's an allowance for each of you. And if you already have a dress that works, wear it. If you need to buy something, just remember this is the color. And so she avoided that whole thing of bridesmaids throwing money down a sewer, buying a one-time use dress, and they served no liquor at their reception. They did have beer and wine, but no liquor because you can really run up a bill at a reception when you start serving hard liquor. And they made tough choices with the guest list. They had to call the herd and reduce the number of guests by almost three quarters from their original list and had a much smaller wedding in order to stay within the budget they had decided on, which was much less than what I had given them because, again, they have this goal of buying a house. The wedding cake was a regular wedding cake, white icing from a supermarket. And they bought four different size round cakes and they just put them one on top of another and it looked like any other wedding cake. But they spent, I think they spent under $40 on the wedding cake by buying just four layer cakes and stacking them up. And I'm telling you, it looked just like a wedding cake. And, you know, there are lots of websites that give all kinds of ideas to save money. And they employed many of those strategies. And nothing has to be perfect. Okay, so it didn't bother her at all. It was just a funny thing at the time because nothing bad happened. But her veil caught on fire three minutes before I walked out with her. There were these little tea candles around in the holding pen for the bridesmaids and groomsmen and stuff. And she absentmindedly put her veil down on a table and it caught on fire from one of those candles and just like combusted. And they were all trying to put this thing out and it was ruined. And it was just what it was. And she didn't let it phase her at all. Kim, why do you like that so much? You're just laughing. That is like fresh out of a comedy. That is, I mean, I feel bad, but also that's funny. Well, it wasn't funny at the time. But it is now, right? Yes. It was very emotional walking her out 
to give her, uh, whatever you call it, give her away, whatever you say, is the dad I walked her down the aisle. And that was, that really choked me up. It was really an emotional experience I did not anticipate. But there is something else you can anticipate. I helped them in planning their honeymoon and convinced them to book their hotel room on Priceline. And there's a joke that sometimes when you book on Priceline, like I use Priceline everywhere I go, but if you use Priceline at a resort, that resorts tend to have crummy rooms that they stick the Priceline bidders into. And so she sends me a picture looking out of her resort hotel room on Maui, and it's a picture of a construction site. <laughs> So they really did, that Priceline rule really did happen to them where they ended up, instead of the beautiful view of the Pacific Ocean or the mountains of Maui, they end up looking at four giant earth movers and a lot of dirt in piles. And I said, just wait how loud it's going to be when they wake you up early in the morning with the earth movers. So I told her, go back to the desk, smile well, and see if you can be moved somewhere else and Sanjay is with us on the Clark Howard show and Sanjay I got to tell you my daughter was really lucky because originally uh, she was interested in going to the Big Island and couldn't find a deal the Big Island you know what's going on on the Big Island right now earthquake Uh, earthquake and following the earthquake uh, the volcano, the active volcano has kind of opened up, swallowed up houses, burnt up things, is letting out an, uh, a deadly gas, and overcoming firefighters and police officers are having to be attended to medically. I mean, it's a really dangerous situation, and she's, I guess, 40 miles away or whatever it is on Maui, and that was just because there wasn't an airfare deal she could find to the Big Island. So she got lucky. Oh, oh and, no, that's uh, not good. And the irony of it is you want to talk about earthquakes, don't you? Oh, yes, yes, that's correct. Because, see, I live in Los Angeles, and I have um, earthquake insurance for the last two years. My um, my dwelling, if earthquake happens, is about 485000 They are charging me a premium about 1200 a year. And my deductible is five percent of the of the dwelling, which comes up to close twenty twenty four thousand dollars, yeah. right? Correct. So I'm just wondering, is it worth it? Well, most Californians say no. According to California Department of Insurance, only one in ten homeowners buy earthquake coverage, and I think you're really uh, in a dangerous situation if you don't carry earthquake insurance because you know there are so many structures in California which has obviously major fault lines and is subject to earthquakes that are going to suffer meaningful damage to all the way to the point of being unoccupiable by an earthquake and you're playing roulette if you don't have earthquake insurance and so twelve hundred dollars year after year feels like you might as well go outside and throw $1,200 to the wind, right? Because year after year you pay that, and it's just worthless. Correct. 
But I look at it this way as well. If you um, you have a car, yes, you have car insurance, right? Correct. All right. And how many years have you been without an accident? A few years. Okay. So you're paying for it in the years you haven't had an accident, right? Correct. And so you could say the same thing. Well, I haven't had an accident. What a waste of money that I had that auto insurance. But my favorite example is if you have a term life insurance policy that you pay for year after year and you pay for it for 15, 20, 30 years, and you think, well, man, I never died. I wasted all that money on that insurance. (laughs) But you're much better off that you wasted that money than it was there for your survivors. So uh, it's your choice. But Sanjay, I really like for you, if you can afford it, to blow the $1,200 on the insurance. I think my concern was more of the deductible being 5%. Yeah, uh, you know, you know you're going to find that is more and more common. Uh, we have a home in Florida, and our hurricane deductible is 5%. And the, the reason, as soon as it's a named storm, the deductible goes from being a normal household deductible to a massive deductible and because five percent can be a lot of money and as it is in your case twenty four thousand dollars but you're still covered for 95 percent of the value of your home okay so i if you can do it just throw that twelve hundred dollars into the policy okay so likely an earthquake if it happens big, I'm covered. Only if you have that coverage. Right. And, you know, so often with flood insurance, um, hurricane coverage, earthquake coverage, people go by what's known as inertia bias. We haven't had one in forever. Why would I spend that money? And then, bam, it happens. And this happened last year in northeast florida where a huge number of people along a river did not have flood insurance the river came over its banks ruined all these homes and i don't know if there was a person who had flood insurance and then there they are fully exposed wow it is scam season underway also known as summer vacation season where so many ugly scams come alive Last year and the year before, we had any of a number of people that were facing scams involving VRBO and HomeAway, not the fault of VRB or HomeAway, where imposters would steal your money. And now I need to share with you, according to MarketWatch, the scamsters have figured out how to post fake listings on Airbnb. Again, no fault of Airbnb where criminals list properties available at popular destinations. And then when you respond and you're interested, somehow the date you want is always available and the price so reasonable. But then comes the gotcha. Instead of paying through Airbnb, they want you to pay direct with a wire. And that way you avoid the fees that Airbnb imposes. You know what you should think? 
the second somebody says, oh, I'm going to save you money, don't pay the official way? Ripoff alerts. Ripoff alerts. This is a Clark Howard ripoff alert. Have that in your mind when that happens because somebody is trying to steal from you. And you know what happens? You wire your money to a criminal often outside the United States. You have no vacation and you have zero, zero, zero possibility of ever getting your money back. Only pay through the official platforms when you are renting a home or a bedroom or whatever on Airbnb, when you're renting a place on VRB or home away, use the official payment system within the app or within the website as the way to protect yourself and protect your money and your vacation. Glad to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. I want to tell you that in one of my TV stories recently was about junk phone calls. And I don't, I can't remember in 28 years as a TV reporter ever having as much response and as heated a response from people as on a story about junk phone calls. They are completely out of control. I mean, we got calls here on our show about how do I stop these things? And the deal is junk phone calls were something that really was not a hassle for people for a number of years because of the federal do not call list, do not call.gov. And companies were very compliant, very rare there were, there were violations, and companies that did violate were subject to extremely large fines for violating the federal do not call list. It's very easy to set up on it and all the rest. Well, suddenly, in the last couple of years, the number of illegal junk phone calls started climbing and now is in the billions. The reason is technology exists today where criminals are able to make unlimited calls virtually for free to every single number established in the North American um, area code system, which is Canada, the United States, and a lot of places in the Caribbean. So criminals have figured out a way to make uh, potentially hundreds of millions of calls a day. And a lot of people have gotten to a point where you want to pull your hair out about all these calls. And the reason the criminals are making calls by the billions collectively is that they only need a very small number of people to believe whatever pitch there is and give money to the crooks. And I want you to know that there are tools of technology you can use to fight back against the crooks. And some of them I've talked about here on the show, Nomo Robo, Haya, H-I-Y-A. T-Mobile has done a great job in cooperation with Haya 
blocking junk phone calls from T-Mobile users for free. Verizon got mercenary on us and charges for their version of it. Verizon, shame on you. Stop charging people. AT&T has a version. I don't know what Sprint does. But all these tools are eating at the edges of all the stuff the crooks are up to. Well, one of the things also that's out there is, oh, and U-Mail is a help as well. If you're not familiar with U-Mail, Y-O-U-Mail, U-Mail is an app that you can use as a voicemail service, and it has as part of its, its ability that it blocks scam phone calls. Just they never ring on your phone. And then there's RoboKiller that you pay an annual fee for, and RoboKiller uses artificial intelligence to tie up the junk phone callers and waste the time of humans trying to rip you off. And so there are all these different strategies. But ultimately, there is a low-tech answer that I follow. And, there, and I had a call from a salesperson who said this won't work for him, but it'll work for most of us. If I don't recognize the number, I don't answer, period. And that is as low-tech as it comes. And if it is somebody I should have answered the call from, they're going to leave a voicemail. And I'll get, an, I'll get a notice on my phone usually in about 30 seconds that the message has been left. I can listen to it. If it is somebody I should have talked to, I can call them right back. Never engage a scammer in conversation. Never believe the fake calls telling you they're from the IRS or your bank or whoever. The best defense is to not ever engage. And There is a responsibility on the cell phone carriers and the local monopoly phone companies to use their abilities to block these calls that are coming from the robo-dialers, and that has not happened yet, but there have been hearings in Washington, and I think that ultimately it will be up to the, the phone company operators to help out and end this absolutely annoying and money-stealing practice. Bruce is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bruce. Good afternoon, Howard. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you, Bruce. How can I help you today? Well, my uh, son was looking to buy a new vehicle, and he um, went into the dealership, and they pulled his credit report, and he said, well, there's a... $25,000 loan for a vehicle that's showing up on your credit report that had one payment made and everything else is late. And at that point, you realize that, you know, he doesn't have a loan for a vehicle. You know, obviously he's in there. He has, he has a vehicle on lease, but that's a whole different topic. So he, he in turn, you know. So wait, wait, wait. Called, Let's first point out a car loan with multiple late payments destroys your son's credit. I mean, it doesn't okay. harm your son's credit. It destroys it. And the layers of harm are so many. As an example, insuring that lease vehicle he has, the cost of auto insurance for it in most states goes through the roof 
because mm-hmm. the number one determinant most auto and homeowners insurers use is how you're handling credit determines mm-hmm. what you pay for auto and homeowners insurance. So that that fake car loan there, whatever it is, is a problem. What's your son been able to find out about that car loan that's on his report? Well, he was able to find out what, what bank issued the loan and got in touch with them. And they, you know, long story short, they called and said, well, we made a clerical mistake on our entry and your social security number was one number off from theirs and that's what happened. And, you know, the names don't even match, you know? So they called them up and apologized and said it'll be done, you know, we'll handle it within 30 to 60 days. Wait, 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 what? 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 The bank admits they fouled up every possible way, and they're saying, oh, yeah, in a couple of months we'll get this cleaned up? Exactly. Okay, immediately, immediately, your son needs to file a complaint at consumerfinance.gov. I mean, like, as soon as you hang up from me, you need to call your son and have him go to consumerfinance.gov and put in the complaint, the name of the bank and all that, and that triggers a a federal inquiry to the bank. It will go to a different department at the bank, kind of like a firefighter department at the bank that tries to put out fires that the bank is causing. And they will be all over that. And they will clear it up much faster than one to two months, which is okay. the height of meanness. And the second thing is, and your son needs to go ahead and file that complaint first, then call back the bank and say, I have now filed a complaint with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I want this cleared up immediately, and I want a letter from you stating it was your error with an apology letter back to him. Okay. How's your, is your son, if, if you tell him to do these assignments, will he do it quickly? Yeah, he, he, he probably will, yeah. All right. And I need you to, to make sure he does it right away. And then if the bank at that point still doesn't take care of this, I need to hear back from you, and then they'll have to deal with us. And right. let me tell you, they don't want to deal with me. Well, we appreciate that. Is there any is there any recourse that he has besides... Oh, he can sue the it? bank. Yeah. But uh, the most important thing is to get everything cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Because they, by their carelessness, have caused him a big problem. And then acting like getting it taken care of in a couple of months is okay... Yeah. ...is unbelievably unacceptable. Okay. So... Let me hear back that, that the bank just suddenly got into overdrive. Okay. We will uh, we'll follow that course of action, and uh, we'll keep you updated. All right. And the other advice for your son from me, I don't want him leasing cars. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told him that. Okay, good. Jane is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jane. Yes, hi. Good afternoon, Clark. Thank you for taking my call. I hope you're um, having a great day. It's a beautiful sunny day in Connecticut, so it's unusual lately. Oh no! Oh yeah, we've we've had a doozy of a weather season this spring. So, 
Um, but my question is regarding my daughter's plans to attend college. And we have a 529 plan for her that, unfortunately, we didn't do quite as well saving as we had hoped. Um, and she, it will cover about her first year's tuition. My right. Now, first of all, is, give yourself some props, okay? Because most people can't cover a year of a child's college tuition from the money they've saved. Ah. So okay. pat yourself on the back a little bit, all right? Well, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, so my question is, do we um, use that money in its entirety to pay for her first year and then hoping that in her um, continued college career that she may be uh, eligible for additional scholarships or financial aid as we unfortunately have had a, a change in our financial situation um, and or do we split it up over the four years and start with the student loan process now? All right. There is no right answer to this question. There is no automatic, you should definitely do this or that. Okay. Um, you know, in terms of how you affect her ability to qualify for financial aid, money in a 529 account is a tiny factor in right. her qualification. So as a general rule, and this is only a general rule, Mm-hmm. You want to wait as late into a college career to use 529 plan money if there's not enough to pay for a substantial amount of it, because that okay. way you get additional years of tax-free growth of the money. Okay. So you're not going to get an enormous amount of tax-free growth over the next two or three years, but you'd have some, and right. so it would give you a little more money that could go towards college, maybe deal with some of the tuition increases that might happen over the next okay. few years. Uh, and But then the, the other side of the coin is if you use it now to pay for freshman year, most student loans are going to accrue interest from when they're taken out, and you will avoid uh, the interest charges for a year. So right. it really is, that's why there is not an automatic right answer. Okay. okay, that was what I needed to hear. So I I had thought that, but I just wanted to run it by, through your expertise, and we will go from there. And I wish I had a magic pill and magic <laughs> answer. Unfortunately, I don't. Okay. Okay. Thank you again for all your help with everything that you do for helping us try to keep our money in check. And, and I'm so glad you have beautiful weather today. <laughs> You enjoy that. Eric is with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Eric, you've heard me talk about the new scandal brewing with Wells Fargo, cheating people in retirement plans. And that's a particular interest to you. Why? Uh, because the company I currently work for has our 401k through them. So the scandal involving Wells Fargo, that is the newest scandal at Wells Fargo, involves... Uh, Wells Fargo investment people allegedly cheating people who who leave a job with a 401k and conning them into turning it into a Wells Fargo IRA that has ultra high costs instead of leaving the money behind in an old employer's 401k. It also involves putting people in 
trashy Wells Fargo house funds instead of putting people in good funds inside a Wells Fargo IRA. And we'll see. We'll let the federal investigators run their thing on Wells Fargo, but a focus has been brought on it. To my knowledge, there's no, not even a hint, that there's a scandal brewing with a Wells Fargo 401k. Okay. okay. But, but there is something you should know. With any bank-operated 401k plan, often they'll have much, 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 much higher expenses than a 401k plan from one of the uh, low-cost providers like Fidelity or Vanguard. Have you seen a document from your Wells Fargo 401k plan that tells you, Eric, what the expenses are on your funds? I tried looking, but it's kind of hard to decipher what everything means Okay, uh, the expenses. So just so you know... If the expenses on your 401k plan overall, including the investments you're in, are above half a percent per year, then you're paying too much. Okay. And if you are paying more than that, what you're best off doing is, do you get a match from your employer in your 401k? Uh, yeah, they for every dollar I put in, they'll match 50 cents up to 3%. So you definitely would want to put in 3% of your pay, even if it's a high-cost plan. Mm -hmm. And then the savings you would do beyond that, if it does turn out that the Wells Fargo 401k is high cost, after that point, you would want to put your money into your own Roth IRA with a low-cost provider. Okay. And that way, you pick up the the employer match, because 3% would become 45 you know, with of your pay with 50 cents on each dollar up to 3%. So you want to pick up that free money, but then after that, you'd want to make sure you're in a very low-cost plan. And on my investment guide at Clark.com, Eric, I've got a number of companies that have extreme low-cost Roth IRAs available to you, and going into one of those ultra-low-cost things beyond the 401k plan if it's high-cost is the right move. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet. And they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.